Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia, and you will be. So let's get planning. The Bride Chilla podcast is the place to be if you want information about planning your wedding without losing your marbles and to have a nice time. That is my brand. That's what I do. I'm Alicia, the host of the show, and I try and find, I endeavor to find guests that solve problems and entertain us at the same time. And I'm very happy today to uh, actually find a guest that (laughs) solves a problem for me because I've received over the years now a lot of questions about booking hotels, hotel room blocks, using hotels for weddings, and A lot of the time I've been a bit stumped because it is from country to country, city to city, there are lots of different rules when it comes to this. And even if you aren't planning to look at hotel room blocking personally, I know that a majority of couples have family and friends that have to fly in or book accommodation for their big day. And it can get confusing when you are dealing one-on-one with hotels and they're spinning a lot of stuff, often stories and a bit of BS to secure your business. And sometimes they use tactics like getting you to sign contracts and stuff when you don't necessarily have to. So I have found a wonderful guest, Melanie Marconi, who you will uh, learn so much from in this episode. She comes from the website wherewillthestay.com and she is a world wealth of information, especially when it comes to getting the best price and also how to speak the right language when it comes to booking accommodation and venues for your wedding celebration. So I'm really happy to be able to have Melanie on the show. So without further ado, here's the interview. Where will they stay? I mean, where are they all going to stay? I don't know what's going to happen. How are we going to figure out where everyone's going to stay? Well, today's guest, that was a bit hyperactive, but today's guest is uh, a person who is going to help you answer those problems, questions, conundrums. The lovely Melanie Marconi is the founder, one of the founders of the fabulous website, wherewillthestay.com. So simple. Everyone can remember it. Melanie, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. The program, that sounded like I was on some sort of uh, high-end NPR. Welcome to the program. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love NPR, so. <laughs> oh, I think NPR. If someone said, Alicia, you belong on NPR, I would be packing my bags. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> and Ira Glass and I would be best friends. Yes. <laughs> Um, Melanie, this is, uh, look, we just had a little quick chat off mic and uh, I had said to you, I always get a bit stumped when I receive questions because I do a Q&A Thursday every week on the Bride Chiller podcast and I receive pretty regularly questions from Bride Chillers and Groom Chillers going, look, we are really confused about all this hotel shit. We don't know what is going on. Our vendor and venue people are sort of saying we've got to block out hotel rooms how many do I block how do we do it it's freaking me out and then I get freaked out because I'm like this is not necessarily my area of expertise so when I heard about you I'm like listen let's get this thing going let's get an expert on so thank you in advance for all your expertise and information my pleasure happy to be here (laughs) so tell me a little bit about the website where did it come from and what do you do to help people out. So Where Will They Stay was um, a, the brainchild idea of my um, founder partner, Amy Green. And she and I have been longtime event planners. 
Um, we worked together for 12 years now and doing more corporate planning. Uh, but as part of our corporate planning, we were doing room blocks for our um, big clients. And so over the years, friends and colleagues and friends of friends started asking us the same questions you're asking me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm getting married. I think I need to do this room block. Like, how does that happen? And what do I need to do? So we started helping them. And then we started helping some wedding planner friends help their oh, clients. Yeah. And then... Eventually, we're like, you know, this really could be a business. Um, there really are a lot of very specific, you know, knowledge points about the room block industry, and we knew them all. So uh, a little more than two years ago, we, you know, kind of test marketed the idea and had a really great response. And so last August, actually two two years ago, we, we launched Where Will They Stay? And we Congrats. launched it. Thank you. It's very <laughs> exciting. And we launched it as a just easy way for people to be able to uh, share the information with us about where they were getting married, how many people were coming, what their budget was. And then we could quickly and in a very personalized and customized way, show them what their options were. So... so- so okay. a quick question for you. No, sorry, I'm excited. I'm butting in on you. A quick question for you then with the idea of it's a bit of a chicken and the egg sort of situation. Do people normally come to you and say, hi, we are getting married in, pick somewhere you know, Alicia, Los Angeles. That's a very big city. Uh, but do they then say to you, we are getting married on the beach, but we're in this area. Can you please help us find hotels for all of our guests or how does it all work is it a how, how does it all work sure so yeah typically people will come to us after they have selected their wedding venue uh-huh. so usually we're we're at the very top of the wedding checklist like to do timelines right so we're we're in the 9 to 12 months out category on the checklist so mm-hmm. secure your venue you know Call where will they stay or get on our website to give us the information. Um, As soon as we know the general area where they want to be and kind of how many guests they're expecting and what they what kind of budget bucket they want their guests um, hotels to be in, we can get started pretty much right away. When I've received questions, a lot of the questions have been around people sort of saying they get to a venue, they decide on the venue, and the venue says we have uh, 20 rooms available on that night. You need to book it now. You don't know if it's going to be available down the track, but we need you to pay for them. And then people write to me and get really panicked. They're like, what if I don't have 20 people to fill those rooms? Are we committing to these rooms ahead of time when we don't know? How do we sort of quell some of those panics that come through from brides and grooms? And is that a legit thing that people do or is it just bullying? Sure. Okay. So it's kind of a two-pronged question. So the first part I'm going to answer is, so if the if the wedding venue is a hotel, typically they're going to want to try to negotiate that room block that's at the hotel um, while they're negotiating their contract. We can certainly help with that, but typically they're going to have a better um, place to negotiate if they do it all together. Right. Like it's, you know, it's helpful to them and helpful to the hotel to kind of get it all pieced together. But typically what happens is, is that they want to also offer their guests a couple other options. Or if the hotel, the other thing that comes into play is that uh, there are two types of hotel room 
block contracts. The first is called a courtesy block, and the second is called a contracted block. So on the courtesy block side of things, basically the hotel says, okay, we see you're getting married. We will offer you, um, typically it's only 10 rooms per night in a courtesy block for your guests, which means that there is no financial requirement or agreement entered into. So the hotel is doing it as a common courtesy and uh, they'll, they'll set aside 10 rooms. If your guests fill no rooms at all, you know, it's kind of the hotel's lost. If they fill 10 and then they keep filling and filling, the hotel will fill them upon availability, but they won't guarantee any more than that. On the flip side, a contracted block is a financial agreement between the couple and the hotel that says the hotel will take out of inventory whatever number of rooms is agreed upon and either the couple or their guests will be required to pay for those rooms at a certain um, percent. It's typically, you know, 80% of the block has to be filled or there would be a financial obligation involved. So for you, I, I suppose the big advice is to listen to how they are offering the rooms and what situation you might be entering into uh, prior to signing anything or agreeing to do any of the uh, the, especially the contract situation, so you don't end up having to pay a bill if your guests don't take you up on that offer. Exactly, and it has to be very carefully crafted. I mean, if if the couple knows that you know there's eight bridesmaids and eight groomsmen and a you know huge family, then it might not be that big of a risk because you know they can get most of those people to stay at the hotel. But if if it's a little more unclear about who's coming in and where they're going to stay, and if that's a price point that works for the majority of their guests, it can be a little bit more risky. And we are seeing, like, industry-wide, the occupancy levels at hotels are kind of creeping up over the last couple years. You know, a few years ago, it was a little bit of a different environment when hotels weren't doing as well, but now they're doing really well. And so what we're seeing industry-wide is that with higher occupancy rates, there is a higher influx of contracted blocks required for a lot of properties now, um, and even some deposits that are required or minimum night stays because they have such another brisk business going on outside of the wedding business that that's the only way that they'll confirm that they'll keep rooms available for wedding guests. This is, of course, the Bride Chiller podcast. You were listening to the lovely Melanie Marconi from Where Will They Stay? And after the break, we talk all about Airbnb and alternative accommodation options. And uh, look, to be honest, I well, to be honest, when am I not honest, my lovely listeners? I am a little iffy about some of these situations only because Rich and I have had some dodgy dealings in the past couple of months with uh, with private accommodation. So we'll be talking more about that and the options available to you during your wedding planning process after this very short but meaningful break. It's really interesting you mentioned that about hotels being up on the up again because uh, we were having a conversation with some friends about Airbnb and our experiences, and this is not me making any sort of political statement about Airbnb. just want to put it out there, Melanie. I just <laughs> want to say it because we have enjoyed our stay at Airbnb, but also Rich and I have also had some pretty substandard Airbnb experiences and have decided, look, to be honest, if we're going to bigger cities where there are wonderful hotel options available, we would far rather that. And uh... I, I just recently had the same realisation myself. 
<laughs> I want to be cool and go, ah, standard Airbnb. But I don't want to look at other people's shit in their apartment and have to see their toothbrush. I just don't want to sell it for someone else's toothbrush. And that is just me. Maybe right. I've just reached that age of going, you know, and I know that there are lots of wonderful private apartment options and uh, I'm sure we can talk about that as well because I'm sure you have options that aren't necessarily just standard hotels. I'm using air quotes that you can't see because <laughs> this is audio. But, you know, I think you get to a certain time where you go, I would like the comfort, especially around a wedding, of staying somewhere you know stuff's going to be fixed if it's, you know, not just someone's apartment and they've gone on holiday and something doesn't work, so you're left without something, which is what happened to us. Yes, well, and the other thing too, I mean, Airbnbs aside, just specific to weddings, is that typically what happens is that, you know, the the main hotel, even if the wedding is not at a hotel as the wedding venue, but whatever the main hotel is for the room block particularly, that kind of becomes the hub of the weekend, right? Mm. So like you run into people in the lobby and you can catch drinks after the rehearsal dinner or everybody's hanging out at the pool and then Sunday brunch happens to be at the restaurant there. It really creates this environment and culture of like, this is the place to be, this is the wedding weekend, and this is where everybody's at. And so we really try to keep that front of mind when we're sharing different options and things with our clients. Like we typically don't even like to give them more than two, like have them choose more than two options because it just starts diluting the base a little bit more. And we know as planners that it just doesn't, doesn't support the whole wedding weekend experience as much as it could. I agree. Cause having everyone scattered everywhere and then you have to actually, you know, if you've got someone ring going, it's Arnie Jean who's staying out in bloody middle of nowhere going, Hey, I've stayed at, I've booked an Airbnb. It's 44 kilometers away. I'll be there at 10 PM tonight. It's not very convenient. And then you end up having to run around, I suppose, and give people directions and, or an event or your planner has to do it, but it, it can be pretty full on, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. It just doesn't have the same vibe. Come on, Arnie Jean, get with the program. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and you have to drive I mean who wants oh, to drive <laughs> get it she should have gone to where will they stay.com exactly okay. <laughs> look at that that was like a little secret plug I you love know, it just there. <laughs> we, should, we should keep you on salary <laughs> please I'm available now um let's talk through the process uh, and this is can be obviously plugging the hell out of what you do but also I'd love some general tips about getting to the point you just made a great point then to maybe not go and offer 14 options maybe just as you said just focus on or two hotels that are in would that be looking at maybe different price ranges you could have a ritzy ditzy one and then a cheapo one for your cheapo friends because I've got lots of cheapo friends I'm a cheapo friend so yeah and typically that's what happens so our process the process at wherewillthestay.com is it's pretty easy and streamlined so if you actually just go to wherewillthestay.com and you click on um, start a room block it takes you through this pretty quick quiz that asks you um, screen by screen all of the information that we need to get the block started. And our service is actually free for couples who are looking for five options or less. So we, we work, you know, we, so if they go through the process and they know maybe one hotel they want, or they know a specific area that they're looking for, they can be as detailed as they want to be. We give three different pricing buckets. So basically the budget, the more lavish, and the kind of the mid-range option. And um, once all of the information is submitted, 
uh, our account directors get working on it. And typically within a week, we send you back five different options for you to choose from. And we, you know, it's in a pretty report that gives a little bit of information about each property, what um, the rates that we were able to secure for them are, and um, typically when they need to confirm or reserve it by. So again, going back to the whole, you know, hotel industry right now, this stuff is getting a little bit more, they're not offering rates as long as they used to. They like to have a faster turnaround time. Um, so we, we do that for free up to five options. We have worked with couples who, you know, have huge wedding parties or in a part of town like San Francisco or New York or even Los Angeles where there's so many different parts of town and so many different types of hotels that they just want more than five options. And so in that situation, we can also help with that and we charge a $149 project fee. And so do you, if so, if I came to you and said, okay, uh, we're in this area, let's say Malibu, because I've just made it up and I've, it's, it's a real place, guys, by the way. Yes, um, it, it, it's a lovely beachside place. I should have said Orange County because I've just been watching some Real Housewives. But uh, <laughs> do you know, I only know places from the television and I'm well traveled, which is ridiculous. My brain always just goes to Real Housewives. Um, <laughs> they don't have the Real Housewives of Malibu yet. So let's wait for that. I would say to you, okay, I think most of our guests would be in this sort of price range. So are we committing when we're booking through you, are we committing on having to book those rooms or is there an option if our guests say, look, we will go and stay out in some shitty place out in the middle of nowhere, that's fine. How, what sort of obligation are we doing with you? So there's no obligation to us at Where Will They Stay. We basically facilitate the arrangement between the couple and the, the hotel property. Mm-hmm. So even um, regardless of which kind of room block contract they're offering, the hotel is offering, whether it's courtesy or contract, both of them have an agreement of sorts that is entered into by both parties. Um, on the courtesy side, it's kind of, you know, just something, the sort of information exists in the world that this is happening. Um, but sure. on the contracted side, it is, you know, a, a financial and contractual agreement that's being made between both of the parties. So we actually facilitate that arrangement. So we'll, we get all the paperwork, make sure it's, you know, countersigned by both parties. And then all of the, um, basically what happens in the agreement too, is that the uh, special web code that the couple's guests can click on or the phone number to call in and make reservations is included there too. And we put all of that into a very easy one page piece of paper. So it's really easy for everybody to find and um, refer to as they, you know, continue in the planning process. And how do you feel if clients come to you and go, Oh, we've been to hotels.com or somewhere like that. And we've got this crazy deal. How do you, uh, can you match what, what <laughs> Good goes question. on? Yes. Yeah, so sometimes, sometimes we work, you know, directly with hotels and we've been working with them for a long time. So we were able to get pretty good rates overall but it's hard to compete with a hotels.com because they're not buying blocks of rooms, right? And they're not guaranteeing mm-hmm. any of the rooms. So it's um, oftentimes our quotes are still a little bit lower. Sometimes they're not just because the hotel says, you know, I'm taking 10 rooms out of inventory for you. You know, sure. there's going to be a little something that comes with that um, that service. Um, but sometimes they are comparable. You know, it's, it's hard to know. We actually, we check to make sure that, you know, the rates that we're getting are lower than what they could just get on their own through the hotel's own website rather than the third party sites. 
The other thing to know is that once you select your venue, if you feel like you want to work with us and not have to do this on your own, don't contact any hotels on your own. Because once ah. you call and you say, oh, this is Melanie Marconi, I'm getting married on September 9th, I need a room block. And then they quote, you know, $475 a night. And you're like, oh, good heavens. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to call where will they stay? And so then we call and we say, oh, we have a client, Melanie Marconi. She's getting married on September 9th. They won't work with us because they basically already have the information in the system. And what happens is, is that they, they kind of have this idea of how many wedding room blocks they'll do every weekend. And so the more calls they get for certain weekend dates, it actually decreases the likelihood that they'll offer a courtesy block or even a contracted block. Great. So the message is, if you were going to go for the wonderful, where will they stay deal, as in working with you guys, to just stay hush-hush and go directly to you and let you do all the work, which I think actually is a better deal for everyone, probably not for you, Melanie, but you're getting the deal, <laughs> uh, it is that <laughs> to not show all your cards beforehand and to let you do the hard work. Exactly. Like we have our systems in place. We know how to work with them. We know how to talk to them. So, and it's, if you're going to use our service, it's really, you're using it because you want to save yourself time and energy and frustration about going back and forth with multiple hotels. So better just to start right off the bat. Oh, I couldn't agree more. This has been very enlightening and I feel so much more confident when I ask, well, actually, you know what? Next time I get one of these questions, I'm just going to get you back on the show, Melanie, and you can answer all these questions and I don't have to give bullshit. Not that I've ever answered bullshitty. I just want to say that. (laughs) I have panicked and thought, am I advising the wrong thing? But mainly it was about that question I asked at the top about the contractual thing and just people saying, oh my gosh, I feel really nervous because we don't know if people are going to fill the rooms. But now I feel a bit more confident with my answer. So thank well, you. And anytime you want to loop me in, I am, I am here. I will take that call. Oh, well, you know, I will take you up on that offer because I do get a lot <laughs> of questions like this. And uh, yeah, I'm all about learning with my listeners. And I think I do that every week. So it has been enlightening and I'm delighted that I've learned a new service. So thank you. My pleasure. And um, we, you know, hope to work with some of your listeners and hope to save them the hassle and the time of putting their room blocks together. Oh, I do too. Because I mean, any sort of chore, and I'm not saying it's a chore to you because you know your business, but any chore like that, that you can just pass on to someone else that knows what they're doing, I am all up for that. Because I think that's what makes a bride chiller and a groom chiller is when they're not stressed because they don't have to worry about stuff they don't necessarily need to worry about. Exactly. And it feels like every year there's more stuff on the wedding checklist, oh my right? Gosh. You like said it's it. Only getting more and more things to, to have on the list. So, Outsource, outsource, outsource. That is the key to it all. Yes. Agreed. So wherewillthestay.com is where you will find all the information and uh, get in touch with Melanie and her amazing team. You've got a very, I love all your about page. Everyone's got lovely, happy faces. Oh, thank you. Yes, we've got half of our team in Los Angeles and half in Portland, and we really all love what we do, and we all love working together. So, Well, you're in Portland. It seems like, I mean, I've only seen, the again, TV, look at me, the fabulous (laughs) Fred and Carrie Portlandia show, but I'm like, listen, it feels a lot like where I'm from, Tasmania. I feel like there's a connection there with the place, so I I have a love for Portland, even though I am yet to visit. Uh, Well, please come soon. I will. I will. Don't you worry. That was like a threat. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I will. (laughs) I will. Don't you worry about that. 
<laughs> Melanie Marconi. Hey, thank you so much for sharing the insights and uh, I hope that you get lots of lovely bride chillers and groom chillers visiting wherewillthestay.com and uh, following all your lovely social media accounts too because you do post photos of some very nice accommodations. Thank you. Thank you. We love our hotel partners and thank you so much. It's been great chatting with you. My pleasure. Happy days.